if you're new to this whole world of baby led weaning and starting solid foods, you might still be on the fence as to whether this approach is going to work for you. And if that's the case, I want to send you my free feeding guide called Will Baby Led Weaning Work for My Baby? This is a guide that contains a decision tree map that you can work your way through to determine if this is the right approach for you guys and then when it's time to start. Grab your copy of Will Baby Led Weaning Work for My Baby on my website at babyledweaning.co slash resources. I was doing my breakfast dishes this morning, turned the garbage disposal on, and then heard that terrible noise when you know something is in the disposal, but like you can totally tell the damage has already been done. Sure enough, it was an easy peasy tiny spoon, totally shredded, which if I've learned anything about these baby lead weaning spoons from Easy Peasy is that the garbage disposal and the dog both love them. And I was bummed because it's one of my favorite colors that they make, the light gray line, which is called pewter. But my garbage disposal disaster, I guess it came at just the right time because Easy Peasy is having their annual Mother's Day sale from this Friday to Sunday, so May 10th to 12th. You can get 20% off all of the Easy Peasy feeding gear with the affiliate discount code BLWMOM on orders of $50 or more. So this is a great time to stock up at 20% off because my regular Easy Peasy code is usually only for 10% off. So this bump up to 20% off is nice, but it's just for three days. So head to easypeasyfun.com to grab tiny spoons, their tiny cups, and the best suction mats and bowls for baby lead weaning. They have a really cool new bundle maker on their website if you want to group or piece a few items together or If you just don't want to think about it, then just grab one of the Easy Peasy First Foods sets. It has everything you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods with baby led weaning. That code is BLWMOM for 20% off Easy Peasy orders of $50 or more now through Sunday, May 12th at easypeasyfun.com. And happy Mother's Day to you. And with this approach, because your baby is the one driving the intake and bringing the food to their mouth, eventually chewing and swallowing and then stopping when they learn to feel what fullness is, the potential to overfeed with baby led weaning, it's almost non-existent. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. Well, hello and welcome back. Today we're talking about overfeeding your baby. And in particular, this came from a question on a workshop I was teaching this week. And a mom said, I am so worried that my baby eats too much. He always seems to be hungry. Can I overfeed my baby solid food? So in today's episode, I want to talk through a couple of the points surrounding this fear or this concern that parents may have about overfeeding their baby solid food. So let's start out with, I always like to answer the, well, who cares question. Is this worth talking about? Who cares? I'll be honest with you. A lot of parents and caregivers worry about this. There's like two schools of thought here. Some parents are like, oh my gosh, I wish my baby would even touch the food. There's no risk of my baby overeating because they're not eating anything right now. But it will happen for you, right? We always talk about how it can take days, weeks, sometimes even months for babies to get the hang of self-feeding. But then sometimes parents will come back and be like, ah, now I'm worried that my baby is eating too much and am I making it worse? And I want to start out with, it is very, very, very unlikely 
that you are overfeeding your baby solid foods, okay? There's a very, very rare condition. Um, it's called Prader-Willi syndrome, and I'm not actually going to spend a ton of time talking about it, though. Um, but it's a genetic multi-system disorder, and it's characterized kind of interesting. Early in life, these infants actually have poor refluxes and poor sucking ability and feeding difficulties and failure to thrive. And then later on in life, generally between four and a half and eight-year-old, their appetite and their caloric intake kind of goes through the roof. And then they develop this need to eat an extraordinary large amount of food. It's called hyperphagia. And they don't feel satisfied after completing a meal. So they don't have those feelings of satiety. It's one of the the hallmark signs, attributes of Prader-Willi syndrome. But it's incredibly and extremely rare. So it's actually like listed under like the rare diseases of the world. So I don't want to say that it's impossible for a child to have a condition whereby they quote unquote overeat. There's certainly other underlying conditions and medications in particular that can cause a child to overeat. But for the most part, when we're talking about infants, six to 12 months of age, it's very unlikely that you are overfeeding your baby solid food. Having said that, let's talk a little bit about some of the concerns if you're worried that your baby's quote-unquote eating too much. I want you to leave this episode today not worrying about that. Let's talk first about safety. Sometimes parents ask, well, gosh, my baby is so voracious in their appetite. They love it when they sit down and they have all this food that I worry because they shove all this food in their mouth. It can be uncomfortable for you to watch that, but unless your baby is actively choking, we actually don't intervene. So this concept of overstuffing, uh, we actually did a podcast episode on this with Don Winkleman, who's a speech language pathologist and baby-led weaning expert. If you're worried about your baby overstuffing, be sure to listen to episode number 54. It's called Overstuffing, What If My Baby Takes Big Bites? But in that, we kind of talk about these different scenarios and different types of food and baby putting a lot in their mouth. But at the end of the day, there's some tweaks that you can make to help your baby pace their own food intake. But again, with baby-led weaning, we want baby to be the one driving the eating experience. So we don't want to start dripping food. Dripping food, if you've ever heard of it, dripping is like when you put a piece of food out at once and then the baby eats it and then you put another piece of food out and then the baby eats it. We don't want to drip food. I did a whole podcast episode on dripping food too. If you never heard this term before, you're like, ah, I've been doing that, but why is it not the best idea that's episode number 133, and that is called Don't Drip Food, How to Pre-Portion Food for Baby-Led Weaning. So if your baby is actively choking, yes, you would want to intervene. But the reality is most of the time with the overstuffing, there's no actual choking going on. Your baby is learning about how to put different quantities of food in their mouth and then what to do with it at the different ages and stages. I do always encourage parents, though, to have taken an infant refresher CPR course before they start solid foods, okay? Choking is a very rare but real risk. I want you to be prepared, okay, in the rare event that your baby does have a choking incident, having those infant refresher CPR skills under your belt will give you the skill set that you need to intervene should it be necessary. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma. 
but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit BetterHelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. So I have an online CPR course that I take myself each quarter, I love this class. I It always helps me refresh my skills. I'm always working with different babies. There's always the risk, of course, that babies or older kids, adults that you encounter could choke on foods or other household objects. So it's nice to have those skills and I need them at least quarterly for myself. But you probably took a CPR course before you had your baby. It's important to make sure you do it before you start solid foods. So I actually have an affiliate discount code for the online course I take through Thrive Training Institute. My code is Katie10. Um, I'll link up the page where I, I have my CPR course that I take from them. They teach it. And then I actually also co-teach a choking prevention course with that speech language pathologist, Don Winkleman, and the Thrive Training CPR instructor. And I'll put all of those on the same page and link them up for you if you guys want to grab $10 off the code is Katie10 to do online CPR or choking prevention. But having those skills so you can be you know, watching for safety issues is very important. So being concerned about safety is one thing. Um, another thing I want to talk about is portion size. A lot of times in the conversation about overfeeding babies, solid foods, I just did a baby led weaning, ask me anything question box on Instagram today. And there was two different questions about portions. I'm nervous. I don't know how big the portion should be for baby led weaning. And then someone asked like, what's the exact portion size of, they actually asked about chia seed, which was kind of interesting because that's not a food I regularly offer to babies. Um, we'll start with the regular portion size and then I'll answer the chia seed part. But there are no such things as set portion sizes for babies. Whenever you see other pages or, you know, vloggers talking about portion sizes and download my portion size guide, they're making it up, okay? There are no evidence-based portion sizes for infants, okay? We are in the transitional period, complementary foods, where we're focusing in baby-led weaning from six to 12 months on letting your baby explore and learn how to eat foods. I do not want you to be preoccupied about how much food they're eating, so I have some general guidance and kind of some guardrails for portion sizes. I did a whole episode 215 about portion distortion. Why aren't there set portion sizes for baby led weaning? Go and listen to that if you want more guidance. But when it comes to quote unquote portion sizes, the reminder is to keep the foods small. So we always remember that babies don't eat very much. And sometimes parents will say, oh, baby led weaning is so wasteful. I make all this food and they never eat it. No, you make all this food, but you offer it over and over and over and over again right? A baby might need to see a food 10 or 15 times before they like or accept it, but there's no set amount that you quote unquote need to feed. If you are eyeballing your baby's portion sizes, I always encourage you to keep those portions small. For portioning out foods, so we don't drip them, we want to pre-portion them. I like to put the foods in a suction mat. I use the mini mat from the company Easy Peasy. The mini mat looks like a little smile. It's got two eyeballs in a smile pocket. There's two two-ounce portions 
for the eyeballs and a four ounce portion for the smile. I just said, oh, there's no set portions, but those are the actual, especially for the dietitians who need to know <laughs> the ounces. Those are the portion sizes, two two ounce portions in one four ounce pocket. But the point is you only put a small amount of food in those, especially early on in baby led weaning. We like to leave some room around the food so that the baby can use their whole hand or their palm or grasp to rake and scoop the foods up and out of those portion pockets. And I love the easy peasy products. They were designed by their feeding expert. They've got a pliable silicone rim. Okay. And that's important because it bends backwards. So your baby can rake and scoop that food up even before they have their pincer grasp. And I just think the mini mat is such a good visual reminder for us to keep the portion sizes small for our baby and also to offer a variety of different foods. So if you're shopping for Easy Peasy, I am an affiliate for them. My affiliate discount code is KD10 if you want to get 10% off everything at Easy Peasy. And again, I like their mini mat for baby led weaning. I also use their tiny bowl and I use their mini bowl for baby led weaning. So those are my three favorite suction mats. And again, I'll put them in the show notes if you want to check them out or see pictures of them. So when it comes to portions, there's no set sizes as portions, so you can't really overdo it. You do want to keep them small. You do want to offer a variety of food. Now, there's definitely, and I see it all the time, over force feeding of food. Can I overfeed my baby solid food? If you're letting your baby feed themselves, the answer is no, because your baby inherently knows when to stop, right? Babies turn their head away from the breast or away from the bottle when they're full of milk. We, they also have the capacity to tell us with their cues when they're getting full of food. Now, keep in mind that early on in baby led weaning, your baby is not eating in response to hunger. When we're talking about observing hunger and fullness cues, that's really for older babies, okay? And so I did a whole episode. If you're like, I don't know what their cues are, go check out episode 77. It's baby hunger and fullness cues, what they are and how to spot them. So we never want to encourage baby to quote unquote, eat everything on their plate, or you got to eat everything that I made for you. Babies should be regulating their own intake and they will eventually learn to stop eating when they get full, okay? So the whole weaning period is a practice period where at the beginning of it at six months, they have no idea what they're doing and they're not eating in response to hunger and they don't stop because they're full. But a few weeks and months go by, we generally drop a milk feed at around the eight month mark, okay? And I did a whole, you guessed it, a whole podcast episode on how to drop a milk feed. It's one of our most downloaded episodes, it's episode 55. And that's a really good one to listen to if you're like, ah, oh, my baby's kind of getting the hang of baby led weaning, but I don't know if it's time to drop a milk feed. Once you do that around the eight month mark, a few more weeks go. And then generally everything kind of clicks right then. Then we drop a second milk feed. Now our babies are eating in response to hunger. That's a true weaning in action with our ultimate goal of baby getting most of their nutrition from food by the time your baby turns one. But that doesn't happen overnight, right? That's what we use the weaning period for. It's a practice period. But I do see parents who sometimes get stressed. Well, maybe baby's not eating enough, so they'll shove a pouch into their mouth or they'll start kind of forcing them to eat foods, which we never want to do. That's definitely not baby-led weaning. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And I know some of you worried. Well, I, I feel like I need to push extra calories into my baby because... My baby's a preemie or a micro preemie, or I was told by the doctor that they need some catch-up weight. 
And it's very, very, very important to note that any recommendation in infancy, especially in the middle part of infancy, around six and seven months of age, for your baby to use foods to promote catch-up weight, that's a very inappropriate recommendation, okay? We never recommend babies, quote-unquote, being forced to eat extra calories to help with catch-up weight. Okay, we did a whole episode on this, episode 110, called Catch-Up Weight, Why Starting Solids Early Will Not Help Your Baby Gain Weight. With Rosan Meyer, she's a PhD pediatric dietitian. She really specializes in growth charts and growth faltering and what used to be called failure to thrive. And we talk about this pressure that parents hear about, well, my baby needs to catch up and the doctor says they need calories from food. Very inappropriate recommendation to be using food for extra calories at a period before the baby even knows how to safely eat food. You should be working with a pediatric dietitian, fortifying infant milk long before you ever would modify foods for catch-up weight. So that's episode 110 if that's happening to you as well. So we want you to obviously be concerned about baby's safety. If they're eating quote-unquote too much and choking on it, yes, we would need to know those CPR skills. But more often than not, baby just needs time to learn how to work the food around their mouth and take smaller bites. We need to avoid dripping the food, which we talked about, because we want your baby to be able to kind of have that visual regulation of how much food is on the plate and then how much food are they bringing to their mouth and how fast are they chewing it and eventually swallowing it. And then they'll learn when to eat in response to hunger and to stop in response to fullness, but they'll never do it if we're the ones driving the feeding experience. So sit back and let your baby do the thing that they are biologically equipped to do. And we want to avoid force feeding. We want to keep those portions small and varied foods. As I mentioned, if you're short on ideas of foods that your baby can eat, you're like, ah, three new foods in that mini mat. Don't do three new foods a day. If you guys are following my five-step feeding framework, we introduce one new food a day. On Monday, we do a new fruit. On Tuesday, we do a new vegetable. On Wednesday, we do a new starchy food. On Thursday, we do a protein food. And on Friday, we do a new allergenic food. And those five foods from the five food categories Those are the five pillars of my 100 first foods list. Every day we pick a food from one of the five categories. We do five new foods a week, right? In one month, your baby's had 20 foods. In five months, your baby's had 100 foods all before they turn one. If you want to grab a copy of my 100 first foods list, I give it away to everybody on my free one-hour online video workshop training called Baby Led Weaning for Beginners. You can sign up for this week's workshop times and grab a copy of that original 100 first foods list if you go to babyledweaning.co. I never want you guys to run out of ideas of a variety of foods that your baby can eat. Now, the last thing that I want to mention with regards to this safety consideration is to keep an eye on your baby's growth chart, okay? I've been using this app on my phone for tracking the babies that I work with. I also put all of my own kids' stuff in there. It's so fun. It's called Growth App. It's a free app. Go online. Go back and get those papers. You know, when you leave the doctor's office at the six-month appointment and then the nine-month appointment, plug in your baby's height and weight. I save all of them for the baby book, but no one cares about it in the baby book. I'm like, this is such a silly thing to save. But then I put it into the growth app and watching your baby's growth chart tracking, that's the best indicator of how their nutrition status is going. Okay. If your baby falls off their growth curve or goes way high on their growth curve, yes, that would be cause for concern. You would definitely want to talk to your pediatrician about that. And if necessary, involve the help of a pediatric dietitian who can help you get quote unquote back on track. Now, growth charts oftentimes give a lot of unnecessary anxiety because if your baby falls off the growth chart, parents are like, oh my gosh, I'm a terrible mom. You're not. More often than not, the aberrations on the growth path, so a baby falls off or goes way up, it has to do with a measurement error. 
Okay, think about how they get height and weight in your doctor office. It tends to be very not scientific. Weight is scientific because there's a scale which hopefully is calibrated and your baby's not sitting on it with a wet diaper or toys, et cetera. But the height measurement in pediatrician's office is notoriously inaccurate. And so back in that episode 110 with Rosan Meyer, her whole thing like is all about proper interpretation of growth charts. And it's a huge, huge area. It's a very problematic area that parents are getting inaccurate data about their baby's height. And then if you plot it wrong on the growth chart, it makes your baby look like, oh my gosh, they fell off the growth chart. When oftentimes it's just because they're one or two inches that they got wrong, right? Because they push the baby down on the table in most offices. They mark the feet, they mark the head, and then they measure in between it. Very rarely is a doctor's office, at least in the United States, in your your general pediatrician's office, are they using a stadiometer, okay? Recumbent length is what we want for babies. And again, Rosan teaches all about this in episode 110. But was there a solid hard board that your baby's height was measured on the last time they measured their height? I would almost guarantee the answer is no. So just know that a lot of time the errors in growth chart tracking have to do with errors in measurement, okay? And that's why we're getting inaccurate data. So I always encourage parents, measure your baby and weigh your baby at home before you go. Plot it yourself on the growth chart. You can plot these yourself. You can download the growth chart for free if you want to, or the growth app is way easier. But I would just encourage you to keep an eye on your baby's growth chart because that's the best indicator of how you're doing. And it is, again, is very, very unlikely that you are overfeeding your baby solid food. I'll link up all of the resources, including all the different episodes. Because if you're listening to this, I know you're a little concerned about your baby's growth. And I want to make sure that you listen to those other episodes, especially when I looped in the various experts in their areas of expertise to talk about these topics It's so important that we're getting our infant feeding information from credentialed experts. I've got myself as well as lots of other guests on the podcast, and I'm going to link up all of the resources from today's episode for you on the show notes, which you can find if you go to blwpodcast.com forward slash 258. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Friends, are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.